0: Listening to the Rude Horror
1: Podcast with your host Marcus Rude. Hello, everybody. You're listening to the Rude Horror Podcast. I'm your host Marcus, and today I have a couple special guests with me today. Their names are Dan and Emily. They're graphic novel writers and producers for the zombie game is that right yes yes all right and then you guys have done some other stuff as well is that right or is this just kind of the biggest project you guys have
2: worked on a whole bunch of stuff no one cares about yeah
3: (laughs) yeah i i uh written a few things uh i was a stunt double for a little bit and all kinds of weird random things yeah
2: I worked for Boom Studios and uh, way back when the producer of There's Something About Mary and we made some graphic novels together and uh, yeah, we're living the life in L.A. Yeah,
3: yeah, yeah. Locked down in coronavirus time.
1: Yeah, this is a crazy time, but it's... It's, you know, I've said this in another episode with uh, another guest. I was like, this is kind of a good time for podcasters, though.
3: Yes, everybody (laughs) uh, is getting, like, guests that they uh, wouldn't get, except for you. Uh, No, just kidding. Um, (laughs) uh, Just, like, because a lot of people have time right now. And people are listening because there's not a lot. I mean, I can only watch so much, I guess you'd call it news. It's like more breaking news. Um,
2: And Tiger King is not worth a third or fourth watching, (laughs) a second watching definitely. Although
3: a British, you know, British Bake Off is, if you haven't gone (laughs) back to watch the er earlier seasons, they are extraordinary.
2: It's kind of like a horror movie.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I can only imagine. Yeah. Uh, Yeah, I mean, this is just a good time to to kick back and watch movies and shows and
3: yeah and catch up on stuff that you haven't seen Uh you know just because there's there was so much that came out uh, you know and you're doing all kinds of other stuff just like c- catching catching back up on things and rewatching stuff that you used to love yeah that's something you know right. that you haven't seen in a while because you know
2: Night of the Living Dead, every year, for yeah. us. <laughs>
1: oh, heck yeah. Uh, I got the Criterion version of that. That's like the only Criterion movie I own.
2: Oh, yeah? <laughs>
3: Amazing. Yeah, but I mean, when that just changed everything, so.
1: Right, yeah. Uh, have you guys, uh, do you guys have the Criterion version of it?
2: Uh, we do everything digital now, so we were oh. real sad when, like, Filmstruck went down. Yeah, because that's usually how we would watch it.
1: For sure. Yeah, I was just gonna say like there's there's so much uh, extras and uh, interviews and stuff on on yeah. that release. So you get you know if you know if you guys love that movie, it's a you know that's a good one to watch if you want to get more insight info and you know just extra footage and whatnot. Yeah, good. That's a good call. It's just uh, you
3: know it's weird. Because we used to like get the DVDs and like CDs and have stuff in your hand and all that stuff. And now everything's just on demand or like, you know, streaming and, uh, mm-hmm. you know, or, you know, downloaded from your computer or whatnot. So it's just not as, I don't know. That,
1: They're that, like that. Uh, digital libraries. You
2: know. Yeah. We never got into like steel book collecting, but we were. Trying to figure out if we could somehow make a, a steelbook version of our graphic novel. Yeah.
1: <laughs> oh, wow. That'd be awesome. Yeah. So uh, where, where can we find your guys' graphic novels?
2: Well, right now uh, we have a, a fairly frantic Instagram account.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
2: mm-hmm. uh, at the zombie game um and that will lead you to a couple links of some of the other stuff that we've done
1: yeah right on so like i mean the title's kind of simple but like just... <laughs> <laughs> good
2: job writer. yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: <laughs> well i mean like as far as like possibly what it's about but it, you know is there a complex story to it or is it just kind of well it's, here's a zombie outbreak
3: no, I, so I guess it's kind of weird that, like, um, I was trying to, I was watching, because and, and, I was trying to write something along those lines for a while, and I I was kind of just getting really tired, because, you know, I thought The Walking Dead, especially the first couple seasons, I loved, and how they integrated that, and then all of the other zombie movies that I had seen, and when they were really good, what, what was it about them? And I was really frustrated to find like a new angle on it. And then I read, uh, the girl with all the gifts, um, which changed my thought processes on, um, on what zombies could be. So I looked at it in more of a, a different way, because one of the things, once you figure out what kind of zombie it is, um, then you know how to, kill that zombie, or, you know, figure out a way to stop that zombie. Um, because even, like, uh, I would say, what, was it Hear No Evil? Was it Speak No Evil? Whatever that, um, um, Speak No Evil. Um, the silent movie that Speak No Evil? No, no, I don't know. But it's just, like, once you figure out their flaw, then you can figure out how to beat them. Um, So it's like, if they're slow, you can outrun them or they're hoardy or whatever. And so what I wanted to do was kind of create more of like an interactive thing where the zombies get progressively harder, kind of like a video game. So like, and so it's not just an an outbreak. It's uh, it's done by like a game master who's like creating this game for people to play. And then there's different levels of zombies on each level of like this game that you have to, and this maze that you have to go through. And so, yeah, so it it gives you, so your, you know, your first, you know, type of zombie is the slow, dumb zombie. And then the next type of zombie is the rage zombie. So once you kind of go to the next level, they get progressively harder. And then there's like an inner working game where who's playing this game and who just kind of, Ends up playing this game because they're there, and so though then you have like the inner uh, the reactions and those people and how they fight each other, and so it's really who is um, who is the real monster, which is kind of uh, kind of like I would say parasite. You know, who's the real parasite?
2: So it you ends know. up being a bunch of college students that are attending an end of the year party. Which is a pretty standard opening, but they slowly find themselves being hunted by the rich in this live-action game that's been created by this unknown Saw-like game master. So it was crunching a lot of our favorite uh, horror films Mm. into kind of like a mainstream action movie. And we did, uh, Dan wrote the film first, and uh, we converted it into a graphic novel. We well, had... I wouldn't
3: say we converted oh. it, she <laughs> converted it into a graphic novel, because she, you know, has done that, she's done other graphic novels before, and so we really loved the, the concept, uh, and we found this absolutely amazing artist uh, in Argentina, his name's Pablo, and it, he, he at first when we found him his stuff was so unique and different that we didn't know if he was going to be able to do some of the like you know because his stuff was so uh atmospheric mm-hmm. um it looks
2: like a painting it
3: looks like a digital painting it's it's gorgeous because like a lot of the graphic novels will be just you know independent stuff It just be black and white and you know kind of that uh that kind of look and we were just floored and he's been it's his it's like his establishing shot is such a perspective and an angle and it's really uh
1: incredibly
3: fascinating to uh to be a part of it
1: yeah i uh i've seen some of the stills on your guys instagram account and the the imagery is like a lot different than than what i've seen in graphic novels you know in general yeah
2: we
3: were we were incredibly lucky and we were we were we weren't going to go with him actually we were going to go with another guy and then his stuff just came and we were just it was just his use of greens and stuff it was just so unique and different and we kind of were like well we'll we'll give it a shot because it's so fascinating and it's his stuff is blown me away. Like he's like uh I'd say like a cinematographer that you you just are like you're like how did you get that shot? How did you come up with that angle? It's like Yeah.
2: It comes out really spooky. Yeah. And I think even more like a horror horror film than we imagined the film yeah. being cuz you can have all different sorts of lighting and all of the different levels reflect a classic zombie movie. So you have, like, the farmhouse, and you have, like, the CDC level. And you, the last level is, like, a mash unit where uh, exciting things happen. So. <laughs> <laughs> um, but he's really been able to, like, recreate all of those things with a lot of... Uh, atmosphere and lighting and yeah some cool cool zombies so far
3: yeah i mean the other thing the other thing that i really wanted to do was bring different kinds of people into a zombie apocalypse um and and you know that was one of the things that i really thought about uniquely Mm -hmm. um you know and like my lead is a you know he's an older guy he was in the he was in the army and he uh he's a vet and he's having a tough time at this liberal arts college um and he's you know behind the eight ball and feels like you know he's he hates it you know um Mm -hmm. and the other one of the other guys terrence who those two become like best buds is a you know, a football player, like a an offensive tackle, who like has just blown his knee and his entire NFL career has been like destroyed. So he's just kind of like he doesn't know what to do, and he's you know, um, it's it's a it's you know, I I wanted it to be um, people that you usually don't see in a in a zombie movie or or in a horror movie at all, and those people being reflected too. I thought that that would be important.
2: Because luckily our ladies are just as three-dimensional. So yeah, we have yeah. a daughter of a tiger mom who has quite a character arc and is not uh, is not like a kick-ass babe from the beginning and yeah. really is able to like become part of the team and has like Her own use that isn't necessarily like strong female lead Um, yeah
3: well i mean it's she's i don't like you know uh and i i like i love the character of megan she's uh this artist she's um she's just this eccentric artist who um kind of sees the the sees the the underbelly of the game and can start to see underneath it as opposed to like Oz, Oz is more like dealing with what's in front of him, right at, at the moment. Kill everything. Yeah, <laughs> you know, Those that's kind of like, you know, and Terrence is kind of like the, the team. I would even say like the team leader who's keeping everybody together and protecting them. And then you have Megan who's like figuring out the, what's really happening underneath. Cause you know, there's the, as opposed, she would be considered, like, I guess, the scientist who is, like, figuring out what happened and how we ate the bat soup, and, you know, and now <laughs> we have corona, you know, and everybody's out there, like, you know, flesh eating from the coronavirus, so she's she's more of that person, but on more of an artistic and visual way, and I, I, I just, I, I really like I really love my characters. I guess that's kind of how a lot of this started, was these interesting people and putting them into this weird situation. And then you have these right on. really awful people. Um, oh,
2: wait. You can't forget the last team member, Leg.
3: Well, yes. Who's
2: uh, a, a, service, a service dog, Oz, Oz's service dog, yeah. who uh, is modeled after our own very large lummox.
3: Of a dog. Of yes. a dog um he awesome. is he's basically he's like the heart you know um and
2: he gets a hero moment
3: yeah and he's yeah it I, <laughs> you know it's just he's he's this little blip of and he's humorous too um there's just aspects of these characters and then uh, of these characters that are just really um i guess unique to this genre that i wanted to bring and then it's, oh, and by the way, there are these really terrible people that have paid a lot of money to like eradicate these zombies, and you are just happen to be in their path. And so how does this, and how do they react to each other and integrate, and then how do they screw each other over, or what if they're going to, and the, the social aspects of that were what really excited me cut you know it's very much like uh you know the original like night of the living dead because you know it's like mm-hmm. you know now who's this person in front of you ben and he's like oh and in this rural setting and he's black and this and that and the other thing and how do you react to him while you also have the whole state you know, everything going on outside of it um you know it's really fascinating i mean that's what i think is what I really enjoyed writing about it. I mean, creating the game was fun because I love Saw, you know, the original, of course. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Uh,
2: Just the original. Yeah.
3: Yeah,
1: oh, it's a good one.
3: Yeah, I love Saw. And so, like, that kind of, you know, puppet master behind, but letting people, like, destroy themselves or not destroy themselves on their own volition. And be awful to each other. Yeah, Mm -hmm. is, Is absolutely amazing to me
1: so yeah saw saw would be a good uh um i don't know yeah saw saw sounds like a good comparison to what you guys are creating but then i don't know for some reason i was thinking of the running man
0: yeah
3: yeah Yeah, uh, my buddy my buddy who uh is kind of help helping produce the the graphic novel too he he always can talked about it like the running man
1: yeah yeah kind of like a I mean, you know, it's probably different, but like Running Man was more of like a TV show, but they'd throw yeah. the people in there and the, but there would be different levels of right. you know. Uh yeah, I don't know. That just
3: No, it it's <laughs> I, I would say that too. That's a that's a really good comparison with uh zombies and uh yeah. It's it Yeah, it's I I really enjoyed, well, you know, just creating a different You know, because I I love zombie movies. It's just at at a certain point they all kind of you you kind of veer to, all right, here's the how do you stop them or how do you kill them or whatever, and then there's that turn, and then it's like, oh, okay, that's how you do it. And then and that's what I really loved about The Walking Dead was that it was like the aftermath of it, right? It was just like, all right, what what happens now?
1: Right. And how how do people deal with yeah, with this new life, basically. Right.
3: Right. And so I liked that part about it, but um... apparently
2: we just sit home and order Postmates.
3: <laughs> we pay way too much to get Baskin Robbins delivered.
1: Right, <laughs> uh, or or do carry out? Yeah,
2: exactly. <laughs> no, people in LA are too lazy for carry out. Yeah, yeah, everyone's just uh, getting it delivered.
1: Yeah. Right. <laughs> uh, well, like like for me, you know, I live in a small town, and we got one bar a gas station oh. in like a dollar general. But yeah. really, you know, it's, yeah. it's 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 whatever. But the bar luckily does carry out, so uh all I gotta do is like walk around the corner and, and grab some burgers or something. Yeah, that's
3: good.
2: I'm sure that's saving a lot of people. Get a couple beers with it and you're fine.
1: <laughs> well it, it depends on who's working. <laughs> Sometimes I'm like, hey, you mind if I have a shot to go? And there you it's go. Well, like, oh. yeah. <laughs> you <know>.
3: disinfectant. <laughs>
1: That's right. Right, yeah. Got gotta gotta have that whiskey to fight off the infection.
3: That's right. Exactly, it. man.
1: But uh, yeah, yeah, this is uh, some weird times. Um, you know, you guys are talking about your graphic novel, and it kind of sounds like. Uh, there's a lot of character building and interaction within with with each other and uh and sort of like with the uh, Night of Living Dead, that there's decisions to be made. Yeah. And you you don't know which one's the right or wrong, but you know you have to act and probably act now to yeah, not like Barbara. Yeah, yeah. Ben was more of the decision maker there.
2: And then did nothing. She had a great opening. And she then... had a great opening, like, what What was it? Like, eighth of the movie? And then it just went all downhill.
3: <laughs> and she just drooled on herself.
1: Yeah. She, she sort of got uh, frantic about the situation.
3: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, um, yeah I love, I mean, that movie, uh, you yeah. know, it's just It's just the pinnacle It just kind of, like, sets the tone for, you know, everything that comes after and, and, and like, a bar that's set, you know. Um,
1: Oh, yeah, totally.
2: So much of the media, like, just slightly before that was exploring, like, fear of other humans. It just seems like a natural conclusion even though the script started off as like a a comedy it it like got ad-libbed into this amazing like indie film but I think we still carry a lot of those messages from that that time period you know 50s 60s even a little bit into the 70s of like that I think that's why this current like corona is so scary to us or at least to me anyway, is that I don't know what other humans are gonna do. Like I'm more afraid yeah. going to the supermarket trying to get bashed over the head for some toilet paper than I am of catching coronavirus at this point. <laughs> yeah.
1: yeah, it's insane. That's
3: that's kind of one of the things I wanted to explore in in the zombie game too, is is that it's it's really these people that are doing this. You know, that one person, what is it? she, she licked like $2,000 worth of food at one of the, at one of the stores. She was just walking around licking food. Um, oh my God. Yeah. I mean, just stuff like that. Like people, people are, are very interesting, uh, and very interesting in a crisis. I've, I've, and so that's something like that level of, um, you know what are people able to do and what are you know what are the boundaries of society like because they're very frail and then it's like all right it's it's over fuck it let's go you know what I'm saying?
1: <laughs>
3: you know wait a minute wait a minute we just stubbed our toe to hell with it let's go you know
1: yeah yeah it's kind of like we're uh we're we're really the monsters yeah and uh
3: that's really honestly like what i loved about the walking dead is that one. You know however bad the zombies were, they were what they were. You understood them. It's the other one, the other people that are like gonna screw you over or, or like you know, do whatever they're going to do to survive. Yeah, it's the, the scariest part is you know, like, yeah, people like beating each other up for freaking some toilet paper. It's like, go buy a bidet. <laughs>
1: Well, I told my wife, it's like, well, if we ever run out of toilet paper, I'm just going to start taking showers every time right. I go to the bathroom. Go.
3: Yeah, it's like you got some water. <laughs> <tall>. like, yeah. <laughs> make, Sol. Make a, soap make and a water. wipey.
2: Make a wipey. It's called a, a washcloth.
1: Right.
3: You know, it's called laundry. You got to do more laundry. It's not, yes. it's not fun, but, you know.
2: Not the end of the world. You're
3: not going to die. Well, no, you're not going to die because you can't wipe your butt with some, you know, two-ply toilet paper.
1: Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's just crazy that uh, you know th- this this virus is more of like a respiratory, yeah, uh, infection. It's not gonna make you diarrhea or anything. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what what the big deal was about you know, about everyone going crazy about it. But but you know when we have people like that, it, it makes other people start to panic, and then they yeah. want to do the same thing because they don't want to be without that. Well, you know, like,
3: like zombie movies herd mentality. It's like, if everybody's grabbing something, it's like, oh shit, I better grab it too. And then it's like, ah, it's a very, um, you know, that's, that's zombies. You yeah. know, yeah. That's, I mean, really the, the essence of it, you know, you know, it's like kind of like when in, in Dawn of the Dead, it's like, why are they all at the mall? It's Cause that's where they go. <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> You know,
1: just some sort of uh, memory. You know, and that's that's yeah. one thing about that I I, uh, I guess liked about Romero was he didn't just stick to one um, mindset of 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 the zombies. Like they they evolved yeah. more and more as his movies went.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: You know, to where you know, uh, Day of the Dead was the, the groundbreaking moment of these zombies could could learn again right Mm -hmm. and then you know we get to land of the dead where we get big daddy who's like the leader yeah and uh yeah you know it's it's really cool to see you know and then his movies sort of kind of went downhill after land in my opinion but uh i mean i respected him as far as doing something different yeah and uh especially like the the found footage stuff uh you know i i liked the aspect of a found footage romero zombie movie you know i liked the the concept of it yeah um survival of the dead might be <laughs> might be the doozy of the of the series but uh you know i i really wanted to uh see what he was going to come up with with the uh empire of the dead
0: Mm-hmm. That, was, oh, yeah. that
1: was some of his, his last workings. I know at one point they were going to try to continue working on it. But, you know, I don't know whatever happened with that.
3: Yeah, I, 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 I don't know either. I mean, like, it's been a while since we saw, you know, Night of the Living Dead. And it's like, they're using tools. And it's like, oh, God, it's like, you know, we've gotten to this idea of like, what zombies are and it's like what they were and where they were and what they did. And, uh, and I, I, I kind of like, you know, cause I've been watching so much stuff that it's like, Oh yeah, I forgot about that. Oh, I forgot that like they did this and they were able to do that. And that was, you know, unique. They weren't right. just, you know, like, uh, and, yeah, I love the aspect of, you know, learning. Like, they figured that out. It's like, oh, well, I don't want to die either. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> you know. Right. They want to figure that out. They want to be able to get what they want, which is uniquely scary. So.
2: It's crazy to think that, you know, like, that that first kind of, like, indie film was made in 1968. And he just kept going, you know.
0: <laughs> yeah.
2: Crazies, creep show, you know, all of that yeah. that became like just staples of of horror movie watching. By the time you get to, you know, two thousand twenty, <laughs> you've mm-hmm. had an entire insane career like even if you're you know your legacy is going beyond your your death like
1: oh he's he's like a legend yeah yeah he's definitely a legend a legendary filmmaker yeah and uh you know uh I've been thinking about uh with Night of the Living Dead I know how it uh they messed up and didn't like put copyright laws on it. So it was kind of a public domain movie Mm -hmm. where they really didn't make a lot of money off from, you know, after marketing. Right. But I was thinking, you know, that was probably the most ingenious thing they ever did because that means everybody are able to watch it, you know, worldwide. Yeah. Yeah. And so when, when people, you know, obviously it's a cult movie now, everybody loved that movie to where then that that made it to where everybody knew who george america was so when he started making more movies yeah you know everybody knew who he was like oh he made not living dead i'm gonna go check that out yeah so that, that kind of helped him you know further on in, in in his career in my opinion
2: yeah and by the time he died in 2017 i mean it, he had built an entire legacy
1: yeah, I mean, he, he's done all kinds of stuff. He's made vampire movies, um, Which, anthologies. <laughs> yeah, yeah,
3: love love me some vampires. I, I, I love the old school vampires. I'm not a big fan of the new school vampires. Yeah, right,
2: right. Well, apparently, like, every single horror director has been influenced by uh, I Am Legend.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Like every time you read anything about those directors, it's like one little story in 1954 has been the basis of so much horror film.
1: Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. Well, like, and you hear uh, stories of like some of these legendary filmmakers, like John Carpenter, Romero. Yeah. Um, a lot of them, a lot of them, uh, loved watching like the old sci-fi movies. Yeah. You know, like uh, the thing. The thing was like a, a really big inspiration for John Carpenter, and then you know he ends up remaking it and making it even yeah. way awesomer. Yeah. Yeah. But but yeah, I mean you. And then you know, however you look at it, as far as the zombie aspect, I mean you could look at it as it's like a scientific. It could be a scientific movie. Um, yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, because we we don't really know where it came from, and and that's kind of like H.P. Uh, Lovecraftian in a way too, because he always would talk about the beyond. You know, what the the darkness right. from beyond is is what fear. You know, what uh, where he gets his fear inspiration from. And uh, so, I mean, that's kind of like a comparison that I'm drawing for like zombies and especially romero's zombies where we don't know what started this it could have been an asteroid it could have just been some kind of radiation field like night gone of the wrong. Comet, right yeah i mean yeah.
3: Just... that one, I, I i love i that was like my when i was a teenager like night of the comet i just was fascinated by that movie
1: yeah oh that's a good one yeah um, it's uh definitely a good uh horror mall movie as well yeah it's a, it's
3: it's an interesting film
1: yeah. <laughs> yeah well i mean even like uh night of the creeps yeah uh, and you know i think james gunn got his inspiration of slither from that as well yeah where you know these slugs get in your body and into your brain and then that's what's Don't controlling
3: pain from the... <laughs> from what's up Oh, oh, uh, it's, it's from, uh, what's that movie called? I never can remember the movie. It's, uh, Chubby Rain, uh, it's, uh, Steve Martin and Eddie Murphy, and they're, they're making a movie about, uh, they're making a, a movie, uh.
2: Don't look at me. Yeah, I don't know uh, what you're talking about. <laughs> of course,
3: of course. I never remember the name of this movie. Um, Steve Martin, um, now I got, I got a vamp, uh, but yeah, so the there's there's aliens in the rain and, it, and it's fat rain and it comes down and it gets into their eyes um it's it's just a it's a comedy of hmm. something or other uh, never mind sorry <laughs>
1: Oh, that's all good yeah I, I don't think I've ever seen that uh
3: it's bowfinger it's It's really based on like uh um, it's it's a, it's a comedy based on like scientology and tom cruise but Mm -hmm. uh, they have they're making a movie inside the movie and it's called chubby rain and this these aliens are are riding the raindrops and then getting into your eyes through the rain it's it's just kind of a dumb thing sorry uh, (laughs) tangent bad tangent
1: it's all good it happens a lot on the show (laughs) (laughs) yeah man uh yeah, definitely. Uh, back to like Night of Living Dead. It's this yeah. uh, definitely a groundbreaking movie for cinema in general because it, it it kind of br- like you know it. <laughs> it's kind of like sort of science like a, a late fifties sci-fi movie, but yeah. it also draws away from sci-fi in a way as well to uh, bring in the horror to to humans, like, uh, to make them make decisions on, well, what do we do now?
0: Yeah. Um,
3: You know, and, and it's like, are we going to help each other? Are we not? What are we, you know, it's like, what is
1: the best choice we can do for our survival?
3: Yeah. For right now. And then what are you willing to do to survive? Like that was, um, that's always the interesting thing. Like, you know, it's like survival at the point of losing your own humanity. Mm -hmm. Like that's, uh, you know, some of that stuff is, it's like, you know, when you're, you know, am I going to help this guy or am I not? Am I going to hide down in the basement or am I going to go up? And then it's like, you're trying to protect yours. And it's a logical, you know, idea to do that but at what cost to yourself and your own humanity, uh, that's where I find it to be very interesting. And like, as opposed to, we're all going to just work, you know, together at this. It's like, you know, who's, what are your real motivations here? And what is that really going to show about your character? And that's what I think is so great about it, is that it's, everybody's got their own, thing going on and how they want to survive or whatever and what they're willing to give up and whatnot and then I think the brilliance is the ending you know it's like I think that's just freaking you know well it all
2: had such distinctive parts as well because you're starting on like a brother and sister and like how do they interact and you it kind of feels like a Twilight Zone episode a little bit at the beginning because you're like oh normal family Yay, like, kind of going to do this weird thing. But they they interact normally. And then it's just Barbara. Then that's, like, a whole other... It's, like, a whole other movie. It's, like, is Barbara going to survive? Like, Mm -hmm. And then you get Ben. And then it's, like, oh, wait. Are these... How are these two going to interact? Like, are they going to work together? I mean, unfortunately, Barbara goes catatonic. But, like... (laughs) (laughs) But, um... And then as more people come in and they go off in the truck and the truck explodes and they do like each each set piece is like almost a different film. Like you veer away into like some of the news stuff and like, is it ghouls? Is it a meteor? Like all that. And the, the posse is like roaming the land. <laughs> like that's a yeah. completely different film as well. And yet somehow it all like works together into like this cool quilt
3: yeah yeah of like the uh, like i I guess i I read something that's like the id of america at at the time like it just kind of hit like not even knowing that he was doing it it just kind of connected the dots on so many things and people are able to read certain things into it whether he was able to uh if he was consciously doing it or not or they were consciously doing it, um, or not, and that's that. To me, is the the fascinating thing. Is is, I mean, yeah, you know, some of the stuff is kind of lame and whatnot, but the the overall like arcing aspects of it are so paramount to even today. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's that's what really. Espe you know.
1: Yeah, I mean with without without Nihilun Dead we probably wouldn't be getting like you know, the Walking Dead. Um building building characters within the uh within the the group of people that's you know, on the particular spotlight. I mean we wouldn't get World War Z,
3: the book, not the movie. I mean Mm. but or we wouldn't have gotten either, but you know, um World War Z was an awesome book. Mm-hmm. You know. Um, but, you
1: know, then you got to think of the time it was made. Yeah. Um, You know, that shit was probably really fucking scary for people.
3: Yeah. Oh, yeah, big time.
1: Big you time. You like banned
2: pe- off of German Netflix. <laughs>
1: <laughs> you know, like, even jumping back to, like, the Universal Monsters back in, like, the early 30s. Yeah. I mean. I mean, you watch that stuff now. It's like, you know, how how is this scary? But back then, people, you know, yeah. never have seen stuff like that before. It's it's all new to them.
3: Yeah, I mean, the first time that with the moving pictures, the train came at them, people like jumped out of the way. I mean, if you've never seen it before, it's it's terrifying. It's scary,
2: and it's still pretty gory. Yeah, I mean, you see her getting like yeah chopped up and stuff like Mm
0: -hmm.
2: i think even in in black and white it's still
3: i think it's even more i think it's scarier in black and white yeah i think it's just more because it 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 adds this layer of like i think that that's the other thing about black and white that is kind of like shooting at night is that it hides some of the Mm -hmm. like the, the 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 bad or whatever you know it's like that's why you always want to do cg at night <laughs> it's like mm. creature effects because it hides some of it blends in to the darkness and you can't your eye can't really tell what's the difference between that object and the other because of the shadows or whatnot and i think the black and white just lends more to that um like kind of the same reason why um the elephant man was done in black and white it hid some of the the makeup effects and mm-hmm. so and because of that people were shocked at what they saw you know and they you know that was a big thing at the time it's like if if anybody laughed at the makeup they were gonna like not make that movie but mm-hmm. um because of and uh, and because of the timing and all that stuff it, it, it gave it this dirtiness in that and i think that that's what the black and white does is just kind of adds cuz i think that if it was I, I really do i don't know if it if color it would have the same impact
1: yeah it it kind of set more of a serious tone yeah mhm and uh um and then you know obviously uh money constraints are pro- was probably a big factor oh, and yeah. you know you can you can hide a lot of uh you know a lot of the effects could be hidden and uh, not noticed in black and white, right? Um, and, and- you know, even though they had capability, they could have uh made that in color, but they chose not to. I think, I think money was a big factor with that,
3: yeah. Well, it, it, ad- it adds to it though, I think, because it could have if you would have gone a little bit more. If, I mean, we think it's campy now, but um. You know that darkness and that flatness adds to I don't know the the
1: Maybe real a little more eerie yeah yeah
2: I think that's why people still rewatch Twilight Zone episodes is there's something about it even now like where we have hyper detailed televisions and like four K there's something scary about it being removed a couple steps
1: right you know yeah we still watch the twilight zone at home
2: (laughs) yeah yeah i mean
3: it's 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 amazing stuff man i mean it it's it just hits at that uh baseline
2: and i do notice that you classify the old twilight zone as the only twilight Zone, (laughs) despite the fact (laughs) peel tried to uh
1: yeah yeah i uh I I respect him for trying to reboot it, but, I mean, you can't touch the original. Like, that show was... It's too good. It's irreplaceable. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
3: um, I mean, Black Mirror's (laughs) done a pretty good job.
2: But it's definitely a different vibe. Yeah,
3: it's definitely, you know, much more technological. Um, But I I think that they've done a few... um, a few i wouldn't say all of their stuff is great but they've done uh, a few that are
1: pretty cool. pretty cool yeah i've i've checked it out on netflix for, yeah it's it's decent
3: yeah uh, not every episode is stellar but there's a couple in there that are pretty good so
1: right did you uh, end up seeing the miley cyrus one
2: we got through half of it
1: yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah that one was kind of weird yeah. She's living inside the robot.
3: Yeah. There was a there's a decent premise in there. It just it, it it.
1: Yeah, it just didn't quite.
2: It was kind of whiny.
1: Yeah. 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 It was. It's. It kind of seemed like that one was kind of steered more towards the younger crowd. Yeah. Yeah. And it didn't really hit home with like everybody in general. I think. Yeah. I think it was the,
3: um, you know, the the starlet aspect of it, and you know that. It, I think that's where, like, having somebody like your brain implanted in a, I, I you know, into a, technology has been a has been an you know, an avenue for a long time.
2: I mean, look at Metropolis in yeah. the 20s. Like, you know, so yeah,
3: so there, there's been that idea. It's just that it became much more of a uh I I don't know, like a re- reality show type thing than anything else. And,
2: and do we really want to feel bad for celebrities?
3: Yeah, <laughs> it's a tough one, you know. That one, that one was just It's like, uh, I don't, uh, even
2: though, like, good storytellers want to show, like, The complexity behind it like i don't i don't think most people really want to think about celebrities having angst (laughs)
1: like we're still living in a time frame where we don't care if people die but if the dog dies that's it yeah that's (laughs) or you know the cat or dog or whatever if the pet dies that's where people get mad and, you that's know, why we it's...
2: had to have a leg in our book <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah yeah it really adds to you know people, people. can yeah. connect more to, to animals yeah. i think
0: yeah what people
3: were really interested in it's like like as soon as they started looking at the book they're like does the dog die yeah does the dog like like that you got to tell me now it's like this it You've got to tell me right now. But one and,
2: person was like, "No, no, wait, I don't want to know."
3: Yeah, yeah, and then the other person's like, "He has to die, man, because you'll you'll just get everybody, man. Everybody will be so fucking pissed at you, man." And it's like, like "Okay, bud. Okay,
1: but yes, yeah." yeah. Oh, man. <laughs> didn't,
2: didn't think we'd be debating that about our book. <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs> but yeah, I mean, yeah, it's it's a real thing, though. People yeah. really don't want to see animals die. Or, you know, yeah. at least dogs.
3: Oh man, did you see that? <laughs> Don't fuck with cats on
2: Netflix.
1: Um, we did try watching that. We haven't finished any of that yet, though. It's, crazy. it's
2: uh, it does take a minute to get to get into it because it's a uh, it's it's tough to watch the animal abuse part. Yeah. Um, yeah. And it's a crazy it's a crazy story, but it's ultimately like very redeeming it's worth getting through it
1: yeah yeah i know that uh they're trying to figure out if the videos are real or not yeah torturing yeah animals yeah i could see why people would find that sickening
2: yeah it's uh it was it was hard enough watching tiger king and they didn't really even show anything
1: yeah yeah, it, you didn't really get to see much of the quote-unquote animal abuse that um, that they have claimed at, you know, each other. It just kind of seemed like a big war between all these uh exotic animal keepers.
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah.
1: Um
3: uh I don't uh, yeah, it it's it's it was much like uh watching like a, a Joe Dirt something you know it was just it was so absolutely crazy and and
1: odd uh, and you couldn't keep your eyes away from yeah,
0: yeah.
3: it was like it, it's not like a car crash it was it's much more like a car crash circus it's like you know and then it's like that carol baskin you know it's like
1: uh but you if know. you
2: ever want to stir up a zombie horde without anyone knowing apparently live in oklahoma
1: <laughs> yeah no kidding You
2: can have a tank like <laughs> you could apparently a lot of people do meth
1: yeah
2: um and you know so you'd have plenty of people to to join your zombie army
1: yeah yeah no question <laughs> they're they're ready for it i think
2: Woo! yeah
3: they're like prepping oh. man my buddies are prepping too and they're like this is not the zombie apocalypse i you know signed up for it's like yeah corona
1: the slow moving
3: apocalypse wow. wah, wah, wah.
1: yeah it'll i don't know it'll be interesting to see how this plays out you know see how long this goes on for i mean Yeah, It's got to die down at some point, but it's a matter of when. And And there'll be the pop afterwards, too.
2: We've already seen uh, producers looking for, like, pandemic scripts, and it's like, really? Really? Mm -hmm. Is that really, like, directly on the nose?
1: Like, trailing back to Full Moon, you know, they already jumped on the...
2: Oh, yeah, uh, yeah.
1: yeah. You know, their movie, Corona Zombies, which... I'm pretty sure it's out uh probably on their streaming site. But it's
3: uh,
2: amazing. Yeah,
3: it does. It just and you know, it's so perfectly timed. You know,
2: yeah. B-movie B- zombies we definitely need yeah. uh, serious pandemic scripts probably not right now.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you know, uh, I can see how it could affect uh people that are actually affected by the coronavirus. You know, they're probably not gonna be the first people in line to watch that movie. <laughs> but, uh, but uh you know, it's it's definitely gonna be a t- like a time staple movie. I think.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
3: No, it'll it'll definitely have like that air of of what's happening at this particular time.
2: But I really appreciate that, like, the horror genre has grown beyond you know a lot of those early films and that we get a lot of cool comedy mashups because I think something as serious as horror, like being, you know, balanced by comedy is actually a great, great pairing.
1: Oh, oh, for sure. Um, Like dead alive. That's probably one of my favorite. It's definitely my top five movies favorites of all time. Yeah. It's, it's just got, uh, a mix of just everything into one movie and it works. Yeah. It's just
3: being able to expand that, uh, the genre and, but right now I think really, you know, we're watching a lot of Shits Creek because it's funny, <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> you know, just to, cause things are a little somber sometimes and it's a little rough, you know, getting through some stuff and, you know, uh, just, you know, Day to day, and and you just want to get your mind off things and 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 you know laugh a little bit, cause it's nice. And so, uh, right. so I think that that's always a good thing too. You know, uh, right now family drama is not necessarily high <laughs> on the list of what to watch. Yeah, yeah, gotta yeah.
1: watch some comedies in there. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, watch does?
2: Maybe our next graphic novel will be uh Dan's Dan's werewolf uh nudie bar script.
3: Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that sounds interesting. A, I wrote a um right now it's actually done really well in some film festivals. Uh like as a, an official selection in comedy festivals. It's a um it's a veteran werewolf stripper script called uh full moon over the nudie bar. Uh oh and it's uh it's pretty funny uh you know some action-y and some uh, werewolf stuff so i uh i love the idea of werewolves um if you ever seen dog soldiers i really oh, yeah. started off with that and then of course somehow there was a a, a strip club and then of course there was f- comedy so um that's what it turned into it started off as a very serious uh you know
2: then we threw Bruce Campbell in there. Yeah, and then it's
3: like, throw Bruce Campbell as the, as the strip club announcer, and <laughs> uh, then it all goes downhill from there. Oh, man. Yeah, but trying to, like, you know, hit hit things, you know, and be, you know, relevant and also have something to say, but also, you know, have some fun with it, too. Cause that was a, that was a big thing, you know, and and bring something interesting to the genre. I think that's always, uh, you know, it, you know, use the genre to have, or use the, the correct genre to say what you need to say or what you want to say. I think that that's always important because I think a lot of people, you know, just are like, Oh, let's just do this. and, And that's fine. But like, uh, as as kind of creating it and trying to write it or trying to, you know, it's like you want to, there's something interesting to it to me as opposed to just like, you know.
2: I mean, things like Dead Snow, you know, that really helped push the genre forward and just coming up with like different types of, of zombies and like what it means to us now.
1: Yeah. Mm hmm trying to make it more uh, modern than just going back in the past and going with what, what we consider the quote-unquote uh, uh, traditional.
3: Yeah. Well, the, like the, the, the traditional monsters, like you were talking about, like the, the old school monsters, and they were really scary at the time. You know, it's like werewolves were really about – what was like inside of us and what we were capable of as like, as violent beasts. But a lot of times humanity and humans are much more like vile than, um, than monsters. So it's like to create monsters, you kind of have to create men or women that are like, and it's like the, the deviousness behind it and the, 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 craziness you know um i mean i love i absolutely love um you know alien the original you know yes you know it's basically it's 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 an incredibly simple idea done in a completely new way and like was able to say things about um us as people or that were that were absolutely incredible And so, like, being able to do that, you know, the old school monsters, and that's kind of why, you know, zombies or werewolves or whatnot, it's like, like, trying to help them come into the new age. And that's kind of, you know, the thought process of, like, you know, what can you do with a sea monster right now? Like, what can you do with, like, these archetypes of classic things that were very, you know, it's like Frankenstein was so forward thinking back then. Now he's this this big lumbering thing, but, I mean, Frankenstein is AI, you know? Mm-hmm. And, like, um, you, cool. know, with, uh, you know, with, you know, those kind of movies and where, you know, I don't know, I just, it, yeah. it's, it's moving them forward, too, while keeping some of that uniqueness to the genre.
2: That's why I never know how to feel about films like Overlord, where... It It is, I mean, it's a zombie film. It's a World War II film. Is it really either? Is it both, you know, like, the initial plot is so thin. The characters are so thin. But you're presenting us with something new, kind of. I, I don't you do know. New to
1: cinema, we... anyway.
2: Yeah. Yeah, like, how you know, because we had
1: Call of Duty Nazi zombies. It's kind of. Right you know similar but i i gotta say i did enjoy overlord a lot (laughs) i I really did enjoy
2: it yeah i think that i think often those are two separate things like do you do you enjoy the film and and does it like push cinema forward and there's always a, a balance there
1: well and then with that film um and what I thought the concept was was pretty good was the Nazis really were experimenting on, God knows what. So what right. if they what if they did find or come up with this serum that you know could make their people into super soldiers?
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So well, they were doing some crazy shit. Yeah. So like you know it, I'm not saying that that movie actually happened, but it's it's more of like what if that did happen? Yeah. And, uh... I
2: think we want to we want to play out doomsday scenarios for whatever reason. Maybe it's our weird animal brain, but I think
3: and that's why this this situation is so infuriating yeah. because it's literally we're just sitting around being Gen Xers as opposed to like, you know, running around bashing some things and some skulls. Yeah. You know? Like, <laughs> hey man, works. just like, you know, just order some food and hang out and <laughs> watch some drink some beers you know just just relax you're like dude i want to i want to run and like you know blow things up or whatnot yeah it's (laughs) like come on let's 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 go we're
1: uh as a whole in society we're pretty calm about this situation right now
3: (laughs) yes Yes. until
1: Um, until uh martial law happens i think uh I think we're gonna be pretty calm until stuff like that happens. Then you're gonna start seeing a lot more lashing back.
3: Yeah, it's gonna. Well, you know, it, it's it's going to it's gonna be interesting. I don't know. I, I I have my friends are calling people sheeple. You know. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, but yeah, it's gonna get it. I, I think it could turn weird pretty soon, pretty quick. Um. But I don't know. I, I I don't have a lot of hope for this one. It's it's moving a little too slow. It's like the slow uh tsunami that you just sit there watching. You're just like watching it. And you're like, okay, is it gonna is, it's not crusting yet? Okay. <laughs> Should I do I need to drive no, I'm gonna just I'll just sit here and watch this wave kind of slowly move forward. Oh it moved a little okay. Oh no, no. So, <laughs> It's kinda of how I see this one going. It's like, uh, you know, but maybe maybe next time. Maybe next
1: time. <laughs> right. It's always good to have a plan. And like that's, that's <laughs> that was kind of the thing that uh was kind of uh exciting. Like I wanna say exciting, but you know, kind of exciting and scary at the same time when this first started happening, it's like, okay, all of those ideas I had about what to do in a zombie apocalypse might actually come into
3: yeah. play. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, exactly. It's like, I got my bag. I'm ready. It's like, I'm not an idiot.
2: All those hours (laughs) of watching zombie films finally comes to bear.
3: Yeah. yeah. And I'm a mask, you know, standing in line for the (laughs) Trader (laughs) Joe's. I was
1: ready. I was ready.
2: Well, at least gas is real cheap.
1: (laughs) Oh, yeah, man. it's, It's awesome right now.
3: Yeah, no place to go, but pretty good that we can get there cheaply. (laughs)
1: yeah Yeah. well and then you know i think that's what uh what is is so cool about um just creating what if scenarios doomsday scenarios it's like it helps us prep for you know anything anything that could happen well yeah uh,
3: like you know because i i was in um i was in the army And one of the things I always tell people is that society is, it's a very thin sheet uh, and a thin veil. And like we all just kind of accept that this is the way life is, but it's not really. Um, And when things change, you know, people's true kind of nature comes out. And that's what I love about zombie movies and most, you know, horror movies at all. It's like that true nature of who we really are. Mm -hmm. Are we the guy who like will save the other person? Are we the idiot that's going to slip and fall? Are we going to, you know, who are, who are we really? Um, Because a lot of this is, you know, we're in this veil of niceties and pleasantries. And this is what I do for work. But, you know, like, when it comes to survival those those things go away real fast in like reality and what are you able to do willing to do and how fast are you willing and able to do those things and that's kind of what i why i made my lead character a vet you know because he just kind of he already knows those things he's been through that and he he doesn't like that but it's kind of like an old comfortable shoe or you know your favorite old jacket like as soon as you put it back on it's go time and so that's Mm -hmm. and then everybody else is like trying to deal with what's happening versus he's like you know to hell with it this is what is happening now and And
2: supposedly that's also the theory of why women really like True crime about other women dying, which seems like it would be a contradiction. But how it was presented to me was always that, like, we want to imagine that we would be smarter or faster, or like we would see the bad guy before we got killed, or something like that. And that fascination is part of why women would be willing to see. Other women die horrifically of in like in truth like those things actually happened not not just a zombie
1: apocalypse Mm -hmm. kind of like trying to stay ahead of of uh the killer or whatever you know trying to stay one step ahead of them
3: it's like a being it's kind of like you know you know with saw it's like It's like being able to figure out the puzzle yeah you know being able to see that's kind of why it's like that aspect of it it's like seeing the pattern behind the apparent thing and being able to see that and you're like oh this is oh
2: we all want to believe we're going to be able to see the sociopath
3: yeah we all want to believe that we're going to be the ones that make it through
2: the zombie
1: apocalypse it's
2: not any fun if you (laughs) die in the first five minutes
1: (laughs) Yeah, that would suck. <laughs> exactly.
3: It's like I've, I'm. It's finally here. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Damn it! Damn it! That's like, why all the. Can you
1: imagine the first one's being bit? Like, oh fuck my life. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
2: yeah. exactly. It's like, damn it! I have all those rounds, and they're like. It's
1: like I, I lost the game right off the bat.
2: <laughs> I just lose my glasses, and then I couldn't tell who would who's a zombie and who isn't. Yeah. <laughs>
3: Like, literally, yeah. I just, I'm just just gonna t- like attach her to my back and just give her a, a scattergun <laughs> and just be like, just shoot at things! Ah!
1: If anything runs at you all rabid, just shoot <laughs> them.
3: <laughs> like, she can't see that. It's gonna be terrible. <laughs> <laughs> There's a blob! Just shoot it! Oh, is our dog! Oh, oh no. no. Oh, no, I went back to
1: that.
0: Too oh, far.
1: No. Too far. Uh, Well, uh, I don't know. Uh, I mean, obviously, uh, you talked about *Night of the Living Dead* as being your favorite. Yeah. Movies. Um, what? Uh, what? Are, uh, I guess I sh- I was gonna say, what are you guys' favorite type of horror, like a subgenre? But I mean, I'm guessing this might be your favorite <laughs> type. Like, do you guys have like a, a a favorite type of, uh, type of horror?
2: I really besides love-
1: zombies or.
2: Yeah, I really love like body horror. I I feel okay. like not being in control of your your own body, even the uh, even Get Out probably most recently. Even though it was a uh, it was it was good, but you know, we've seen all those those tropes before, but just that concept that you can be taken over changed you know even the thing uh Uh, has some elements of like body horror where you know it's it's inside you and does it does it change you or are you just a shit human being you who knows
3: yeah Mm -hmm. yeah i i i want to say that i i used to absolutely love vampires like when i was younger I was like really into um, that as a subgenre um, I think that with like all the Twilight and all that stuff it's really made my love of vampires go away um, because it's so it's dumb. so
2: romantic now yeah
3: it's all very very like you know romantical um but I, I used to love. Like that stuff, uh, because of the, like the maliciousness of it, Um, and the, you know, it's what the the thirst, the hunger, and the at night, and those things are like utter you know, pure horror. And then it became glittery and love and eternal love and all that kind of stuff. And it was just Mm -hmm. so disappointing. So I, 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 use, I, I, I love the old stuff and I still like, um, you know, I'll still watch it, but the new stuff is, is absolutely nothing. Uh, does absolutely like, I like, uh, 30 days a night is Mm. i freaking love that movie i love it it was a no that that is like violent and grotesque and animalistic and raw um and that's something that i actually kind of stayed away from at first i just uh, because i was so disappointed in how vampires had been you know treated for a very long time Mm-hmm. And then I, I I saw that movie and I was like oh my god yes because um, it was it's very primal and that's something that's been lost on that genre so I I um, I, I love that because uh, I love that mythology and I used to love like all you know all Dracula and all that kind of stuff and I was a fan of Anne Rice and um, you know. That kind of stuff but those would be that would be my next favorite uh or, as a monster kind of thing
1: like they need to uh make more movies like uh lost boys like kind yeah, of ring time. Yeah, yeah yeah kind uh, of bring those type of vampires back
3: and near dark don't forget near dark
1: oh yeah that you was know? a good one
3: yeah because that's like you know it's like a vampire western uh, where it's yeah much more. I don't know. That's there's just that element of you know, uh, you know, being in a bar at night and it's like I got a shotgun and I blow you, I I, I put you, <laughs> blow you full of lead and and you still just keep coming and it's just like, but you're bleeding and it's just scary as shit.
1: Um, well, and yeah. that's one of the few vampire movies where we see. The vampires, the vampires side of the story, rather than the humans, um, against the vampires, right?
3: You know, like, you and they're and they're, and that was the one one of the like the the kid, uh, you know, and he's never going to grow old, grow up. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's very much like uh, Anne Rice's, uh, you know, character, and she got that character because of her daughter died, and then in her mind that character would never grow up uh Mm -hmm. it was by claire danes in the movie um she just you know because of that 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 character and what does that do to somebody who's old but they're in this young body and there's a psychological toll and it and what do they want and and it was that weird like you know some of them had lost their like had gone off the deep end and others you know it's like it's very interesting and you know they're trying to survive and I, yeah I really I really enjoyed that stuff
2: and now I'm free to correct him because it was not Claire Dane, oh. it was Kirsten Dunst
3: sorry sorry they're the same person
2: <laughs> they are not the same person and Kirsten Dunst would be very disappointed in you <laughs> I know
3: I know she's great she's great I forgot sorry not Claire Dane. that's right it's not Claire Dane
1: yeah Sorry, is, is that for uh interview with the vampire yeah 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 Yeah, or yeah you know um i know like blade isn't a really scary one but like the original blade movie was the badass original,
3: the original was awesome i mean yeah yeah that one was intense uh and, and, and Stephen dorf I, he he was,
1: played the perfect oh, bad guy.
3: He's he, you know, I, I had I I really liked him, and then he kind of kind of went away for a while, and then he came back, and he was in uh, the last True Detective season, and he was really good in that. Um, but yeah, he played just an awesome bad guy in that. Uh,
2: they didn't do bad with the new adaptation of I Am Legend either with Will Smith. It wasn't terrible.
3: Mm-mm. yeah it's very interesting like that like hive
2: mm-hmm.
3: aspect of it but yeah I think that um, it's, it's kind of hard with you know um, with vampires now because the, the romantic side has kind of overtaken some of that other stuff you know and then I mean what is it uh, in the, what we do in the dark
2: what we do in the shadows. What we do
3: in the shadows. Yeah. I mean, that's hysterically funny. But, mm-hmm. you know, it does kind of take away some of that that fear of
0: that.
2: Yeah, it definitely feels like vampires are ready to in- evolve into the next iteration. Yeah.
1: Right. Well, and uh, um, I know there's, I think there's actually going to be a couple remakes of Nosferatu coming. Mm. Um, It'll be very interesting to see... Um. Cause I think it's it's almost like a hundred years since the yeah. original came out. Yeah. So I think they were trying to jump on the, you know, on the bandwagon of like, okay, we need to you know make another Nosferatu and make him scary again. I mean, he's he's still creepy as hell. Yes. But yeah. Like a modernized Nosferatu movie, I think.
3: That'll um, be interesting. It's 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 gonna. I mean, they did a you know. Um, to flip it, you know what? What are you gonna do with that? But um, well,
2: they did pretty good with the uh, "Let the Right One In."
3: Oh yeah, God, that was great. Mm-hmm.
2: Making it scary. the original,
3: yeah, yeah the original, yeah.
2: The well, yeah, I think the original was better than the American version. Yeah, but big time. They they weren't too far off from each other, but it was it was that same like yeah. vampires as animals, yeah. and that's that's what. I mean that's what makes zombies scary too is that they're just reduced down to like Lizard their animal, an, yeah. yeah animal nature and there's no no compromise like no intelligence
0: Mhm
3: you know but I you know looking at it and then it's what makes that very different from the werewolf you know it's like that that being able to change and it's like the, the dual nature of it versus like
0: mm. that,
3: the one aspect of it. And then you're that, and then like not having any control over that animalistic stuff. Maybe there's something there about that, you know? Right. Um, yeah. yeah. I like, I like monsters.
1: <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. Creature features are awesome. Yeah. Um,
0: well,
1: I know, uh, I mean, have you guys seen the Wolf Cop movies?
3: Uh I, I no.
1: They're I mean they're more of like that. on the comedy side. Yeah. But some of the uh transformation scenes were, were kick ass. Really? Yeah. So I mean it's it's worth checking out. Um but like as far as lately there hasn't really been a decent werewolf movie.
3: Yeah, it's a tough one. I mean, it's it's a tough genre to, to really, it's a tough nut to crack. You know, I've been...
2: It's also expensive. So a lot mm-hmm. of, like, indie filmmakers trying to make it look like anything.
0: Yeah. If you're
2: gonna, because now you can't just, like, paste some fur and, like, some ears on somebody. Although that's probably what people should do, is, like, go, go back to that.
1: Practical effects. Yeah. yeah. Those, those are the best. And I think that's why not a lot of filmmakers have touched it because they are so expensive to make. And we want to see transformations like American Werewolf in Where, London.
3: Yeah, yeah, American Werewolf. Oh, my God. That was so amazing.
1: Um, You know, because nowadays they could go the cheap route and do CGI, but it's not the same.
3: It just looks bad. Yeah. I mean, it's like, it you know, it, it's just not. it's just not there. And even
2: it, films that are hundreds of millions of dollars don't always look great, but that's that's where like using the darkness is is your friend with a lot of these. Like it's amazing how scared we are of the dark still. Mhm. Like you can make a great werewolf movie just by like following alien, like you don't see the monster. Okay. right. Yeah.
1: Well, um Interesting to bring back to aliens, and I talked to someone previously on a podcast, but we kind of came up with uh not a solution or anything, but like we kind of dawned on us that like Alien Predator, like the movies, they're if if you look at it at a different angle, it's kind of like a slasher film.
3: Yeah. Oh no, it's a monster in a house. Yeah. I mean, it, it's literally like old school. You're stuck in. I mean, it's the same alien is the same movie as jaws it's just that one's on a boat and one's on a boat up in the space in space and there's right. a monster that's trying to eat you i mean it's it's really i mean those movies are all the same it's just you know the the uniqueness or whatnot of, of you know the care i really think it's the characters when it comes down to it but right. uh, yeah man i like alien is
0: it it's
3: it's just so it's so base it's so basic and so good at the same time um i love aliens too but um or aliens uh but it's it's a def it's it's definitely a different type of movie altogether um it's much more like the the concept was vietnam and space with aliens it was just like and i love it but um Mm. very different film uh And I would consider it even in a different genre, even though it's like a sequel. Uh, Although, you know, so is Jaws uh, 4. But (laughs) we won't really go into Jaws 4.
1: (laughs) Right. Oh, my God. Uh, Speaking of, like, like shark movies, they have oversaturated shark movies. Like, shark movies now are, like, what zombie movies was, like, 10 years ago.
2: Yeah. We, uh... there's
1: overabundance of zombie movies, and now we get we're getting, we're getting uh, overabundance of shark movies.
3: Well, we 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 actually when when I first wrote um, the the zombie game, no one wanted to even look at it because they were like, "Oh yeah, it's zombies are out, zombies are out." And it's
2: a dead genre. It's
3: a dead genre. <laughs>
1: the Irony, and
3: it's. And... <laughs> <laughs>
1: But sorry, it, had to throw
2: that in there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Good good call.
3: Um but yeah, it's <laughs> it's uh um but yeah, it was sharks. Sharks and
2: uh Too many sharks. None of them look good.
3: No, no. oh my god, the what was the the shark, the giant shark? The monster, Meg the Meg. The Meg. hmm uh, it, it it was like people seem to have loved it, but it did seem to like um not decide on what it was going to be it felt like to me like it was much more like pacific rim where it was just like we're gonna kind of try to be multiple things to different people and it's going to be kind of fun versus like you know going full board in one direction um mm-hmm. you know i really you know it was it was it was uh, it was enjoyable but it wasn't it could have been either really funny like hysterically funny or it could have been like really crazy um, but anyway, that's my. But yeah, that's my review it's of the my, Yeah, there you go.
1: And uh, I, I was thinking of like more of like the low budget cheesy ones, like we got uh shark-tipus? Shark Ex Sharktopus Shark Exorcist. <laughs> um
2: oh, Shark Exorcist.
1: <laughs> um, Santa Jaws. Oh yeah. Uh, <laughs> you know, all them crazy ones. There was even one I watched. Uh. Like a year or two ago, it's like uh women prison massacre in Sharkensaw <laughs> County or something <laughs> like that. Like it was just something off the wall like that. And
2: Wow. Uh, That's amazing. Oh
1: my god. The uh the CGI was so bad. It was like it might have even been worse than Sharknado.
2: Wow. <laughs> we're uh, we're trying, still trying to figure out how to get a velocipaster.
1: Yes. Oh my god. <laughs>
2: it, it just looks Some too of good. Are just
1: so out there. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I mean, it, it's almost like the uh, the shark genre zon- genre is getting worse than what the zombie shot genre was.
0: Yeah.
2: Well, there, yeah. It, there's just so few places to go it's like we we watched uh crawl recently mm-hmm. and i had good... not seen a kind of like you know natural disaster creature movie yeah. in a while and right. it it did okay but by like the back end of the film you're like oh there's some more alligators mm-hmm Although, she did get munched on uh, a bunch, which usually they they remain relatively unscathed for the whole film. So, that I did appreciate.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I mean, in that movie's defense, I would say it's probably one of the better alligator movies made. Well, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, look, look what else is on the list. Well, that's uh, what I'm
2: saying. Lake <laughs> Placid? Yeah. Come on. That was a but, classic.
1: Well... I, yeah i i do enjoy that one yeah
3: but, that one i gotta <laughs> say is up there
1: uh, and then like there's an alligator movie from the 80s i i haven't seen that one but uh i i hear that one's praised pretty high as well
0: oh.
1: um yeah. i think it's about like a they flush an alligator down down the, the drain oh my yeah.
3: god is that urban legend that was like such a scary thing back in the day like yeah th- like yeah. there were there were alligators in the sewers bro and so they were yeah. going to eat and eat you. Um, while you were on the toilet. I didn't know if it was while you were on the toilet or not, but that was a fear of mine as a child.
1: Like, do not go in the sewer because an alligator would get you.
3: Exactly. I remember that. That was that was scary. That was like a thing, man. We're like, no, you can't it's go a, in there.
2: It's called alligator. By the way, by the it's way.
3: very, very difficult to <laughs> remember.
1: Yeah, yeah. I mean, that one's on my watch list, but... Uh... Yeah, I mean, that's that kind of is a fear as well. Um, yeah. You know, uh, that kind of brings me to, like, we don't really see a lot of, like, fear movies like that, like Arachnophobia.
3: Oh, um, my God, Arachnophobia. Is...
2: Anaconda?
1: Yeah. Uh,
3: well... It, it, I that one was a little more, cheesy. More like I would say the Anaconda has got more like a Vertigo vibe because he's more scared of a thing, so he like he gets paralyzed when he like sees spiders. In a sense. Oh, in
2: arachnophobia. Yeah. yeah.
3: So I don't know if if you like put those two together, but um, well,
2: what yeah. are what are we really afraid of anymore? I mean, I think that's why a Black Mirror is, is even marginally successful because we've tamed. We've tamed so much of nature. I mean, we all live in, in boxes. So you know, like, we have things that can blow apart animals. And... We're
3: right. You know what? We got to figure out a toilet paper monster right now, <laughs> because we are right? so scared of a dirty butt. That we have to have a dirty butt monster. Right. It's, it's absurd the amount of toilet paper that's happening in bidets. Like is the is the key to saving our society. I'm not sure how to make this into a movie or into a graphic novel,
1: but we need. We 30, need uh, 30, have you guys seen uh, <laughs> Look Who's Walking or Look Who's Talking to? Where the uh, little boy, yeah, the little boy has a nightmare of the toilet talking to him. <laughs>
2: <laughs> there we go. Possessed bidet. Yeah, exactly.
1: <laughs> yes, that's uh, what we need.
3: <laughs> possessed day movie it's
0: like ah, it's not cleaning my butt it's making it worse ah.
1: it's spraying so hard it's coming out of my mouth <laughs> <laughs>
0: uh,
1: but that's there just... you go you got you got a graphic novel idea right there
2: <laughs> please buy our movie
1: yes
3: our
2: poopy
1: <laughs> poopy movie. poopy movie
3: um yeah <laughs> that's what it seems like what we're more mostly scared of right now is is toilet paper shortage so i don't know it's hard to tap into yeah. the the id of america when it is huh
1: <laughs> mm-hmm. well it, it, what's crazy not really crazy but over the years like we have been so desensitized to a lot of stuff to where it's like what yeah. are we really afraid of nowadays well
3: yeah. that's like the gore porn right in the during, like, uh, the 90s and 2000s where things were just so graphically grotesque. I remember watching uh, Hostel. I don't know how you feel about Hostel, but it was so, like, it was too much for me because it wasn't scary at all. It was just, like, gross. Right. It was just, like, Mm. trying to gross me out. And I was just, like, kind of over it. Um for a while that was where i kind of i just like kind of stopped watching like horror movies cuz they became kind of gore porn because we had and it was just the show and shock you know what i can show you as opposed to truly being scary and being frightened and being nervous cuz that was the thing right when you're in a movie theater you know and you're in the dark and you're scared and you kind of like you're you're kind of jumping and you jump and you're like that versus like going, ew, oh gross. And those are two very, very different things. And I miss that that scare. Like, um, you know, and that was something.
1: Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. Yeah. It's like nowadays, uh, it's a, like, you know, the gore porn over the top stuff. Or even like those like rape type movies. Uh oh. it's like you know, and I don't really care for them type movies because it's more like that's just wrong. Yeah. It's not really scary. Um, well,
3: like The Hills Have Eyes too when they remade that. Mm-hmm. Uh, or The Hills Have Eyes when they remade that, like, that rape
1: scene.
0: Mm-hmm. Well, that that one, was rough.
3: Yeah, I mean, yeah, it was just like... It was like... It was just rough, man. It, and it just made me not... It It wasn't like I was scared or anything it just made me feel gross yeah and it's like i don't want to feel gross watching a movie (laughs) like i want to i want the 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 scare or the fear or whatever but it was just so much like trying to get people just to be shocked at that Mm -hmm. moment in time and because i guess you know we just had lost our ability to be shocked in some ways although tiger king did that again um, you know, shocked us all. Whoa, um, but yeah, it, it's that kind of thing that's really just what I, you know, tend to stay away from, and kind of that's one of those reasons why I just kind of stopped with some of the genre at that point because it was just, uh, un, it, it, it wasn't what I thought the genre did best, mm-hmm. which was. To tap into some sort of primal thing in us uh, and bring out the, like that fear and to utilize. And that's what I loved about like Buffy and I loved about, um, you know, different aspects of, of different storytelling is, is that utilizing those like fears that we have as a, as humanity and, and, and make them into monsters that you can fight. Um, and so you can, you can physically defeat a fear of yours that is not like in in general is not something that is, is something that you can punch. Mm -hmm. Um, and that's what I love about it is that it, it, and, and that creation of that fear from that manifestation is really like, um, that's where I think the genius is. In the in the genre, and that's what I think. You know, Romero tapped into whether he knew it or not. He hit it, um, hit it straight out of the park. And some of those old time, you know, and like Mary Shelley, she just freaking nailed it, just nailed it. Mm-hmm. So, but that's that's what I, I I at least I'm I don't I'm not putting my work up there at all. But like that's one of the things that I want to I want there to be. An aspect of that that uniqueness that like part that you're hitting in some way that that connects with people as opposed to just trying to show them the most disgusting thing that you can on screen um you know and and in your scary movie or your horror movie or whatever that is you actually do have like a semblance of you know uh uniqueness and 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 point and that's where i think it comes together so well
1: right yeah i think uh i mean i know it's it's hard to to say rather than to do but uh it just seems like we need to steer away from a lot of these remakes and try to come up with original original ideas that tap into our fear
3: well yeah not just you know remaking the same movie again calling it something else you know it's really
2: hard to make a good remake because people just people really they just want to slap on like a new coat of paint without really understanding the underlying themes and it's really easy to just grab for money
3: yeah exactly Mm -hmm. everything is ip you know and everything it's like and and i think it's really going to change things. What's happening right now in the industry and, you know, as movies go, but yeah, you know, people, you know, trying to actually like, that's, that's what I think. Like, um, you know, certain movies, unique movies, like get out do connect. I mean, I, I wouldn't say, you know, it's, it was a good movie. Don't get me wrong, but it, it was unique enough and different enough in in a realm of movies that are incredibly generic and uh, just just remake city and sequel city, and those movies themselves just kind of like lower the bar. And when something unique does show up, that's good. It's really good, and mm-hmm. people like want to find it because they want new stories. They want something unique. They want to feel something. They want they, yeah, going to see a Star Wars movie, um, you know, and you hear that John uh, John Williams music and you hear all that stuff and you see that and it makes you feel nostalgia and it makes you feel, like, comfortable. But when you see a movie that's something, di- like, just something different and u- new and unique with different characters, it's entering a, a different world that... Um, that you then have to understand and that's exciting that's and, and it's so it's not lazy film going you know you have you have to be an active participant to go into that movie and see what it is and be a part of it and that's something that i think that is genuinely missed right now
1: right i don't think we've really quite hit uh, a major staple in the horror genre as of lately um i think we're still we're all kind of you know we're we're all kind of patiently waiting for that next one that's gonna gonna shake the world
2: yeah
3: i would agree i mean i I would parasites kind of there i mean sort of right kind of kind
1: of yeah do you consider it a horror movie though
3: I know, yeah. that's the thing, right? It's I, I I thought it was two different movies. Um, it's, it could have been a
2: horror movie if you been. cut it right. Yeah.
3: yeah. So there's parts of it, you know. But yeah, it, it didn't really. Uh, it's not really, but um, there's some... The elements were there, though. There's some fascinating things in there, like some imagery that was really fucking cool. Yeah, I uh, agree. So, like... But yeah, it's not really a horror movie. And especially the first half is not a horror movie whatsoever. Um, so, there, but, yeah, Get Out did, like, kind of bang a gong to show, like, these movies aren't dead. Um,
0: right.
3: You know, because... It, you know, it kind I, of brought... How, uh, do you feel, how do you feel about The Invisible Man? I mean, the other thing is, is that it's, not,
1: you know, but... Um, well, I haven't seen the new one yet, so I can't really you know say anything about it but, yeah yeah uh, I, mean, I you know I do love the original yeah you know I think it's it's very it's unique and it's it's you know what was, was it is it Orson Welles that made it or Visible Man the original oh. yeah now you got me <laughs> I know I like H.G. Wells or Orson Welles something like that
2: yeah, nineteen
1: thirty three. Yeah. Yeah. Like you know, he I think he wrote the story for it first before it was, you know, adapted to a film. Mm-hmm. But, you know, that was I guess groundbreaking for the sci fi horror elements. I mean yeah. he, the it book itself
3: wasn't... was quite interesting. Not the Chevy Chase movie, by the way. That one was terrible.
1: Yeah. <laughs> yeah I, I forgot the name of that one but it's
3: uh, I, I read an interesting uh article about that it's like you know it's when the the director and star and writer are all on the same page it's generally a great movie but when the star then decides the memoirs of an invisible man uh it's mm-hmm. when the star decides that it's not a comedy but he's a comedic actor and he wants to get into the psychology of it all. (laughs) And then the director leaves and then the writer is like, what (laughs) is (laughs) kind of what happened to
1: uh, the memoirs of an invisible man.
2: It sounds like that's what happened for hollow man too. Oh,
1: hollow man. That one, the, at least the first one was somewhat entertaining.
0: Yeah. Um,
1: I'm not going to say, oh, it's the best Invisible Man movie of all time. But, I mean, it's definitely an interesting take on the Invisible Man story. Yeah.
2: It put me off Kevin Bacon for a long time.
1: (laughs) (laughs) He hates the bacon. He's kind of a sleazeball on that one.
3: (laughs) (laughs) I don't know. He was great in uh, Crazy Stupid Love.
1: Hmm. I haven't seen that one. (laughs)
2: Uh, <laughs> Sorry,
3: not in the horror genre. It's not in the horror genre, but it's actually yeah. Steve Carell. It's 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 a really funny movie. Mm. It's uh it's better than you think it's going to be, which is um, you're like oh my god, that's actually really funny. Uh, Steve Carell and uh Ryan Gosling. Uh, okay. Yeah, it's actually fun. Um, but yeah. Uh, the, so. Yeah, it, like really having something like on sparring like Jaws or Alien or something like that come out. It seems as though right now I mean you have uh Bloomhouse and they'll do some some things and see what sticks. Um but you don't really have a lot of people pushing like high end high end stuff because like i don't know how you felt about it follows but i really was not a fan
1: i wasn't necessarily a fan of it um at the time i think uh the soundtrack was really good mm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. but then uh but then like i don't know that era kind of struck a chord to where you know we started getting a bunch of like '80s synth sounds and stuff, like Stranger Things. And, yeah, yeah. You know, like it kind of that started getting a little oversaturated. But I mean, I still enjoy that stuff a lot. Like yeah. the that type of music for uh horror movies, I think really go well together. And oh games. yeah,
3: the music was great. Um
2: I think even the first the f- half yeah. of the film was really good.
1: Yeah.
2: Then they just. Didn't have anywhere else to go.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So like, where do we go from here now?
2: Yeah. yeah. Exactly.
1: It's like.
3: Oh. Okay.
1: Um, right. I'll have sex with you. and then. <laughs> yeah, It's a. Sexual transmitted disease. That, yeah, yeah. Yeah. That haunts you. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Good summary. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> yeah.
1: If you've never seen that movie. That's basically what it's about. Folks. Yeah. Exactly. Um, <laughs> don't
2: have sex.
3: With. No. Um, the PSA. Uh, but yeah, it's there's some. eh.
2: At least it was an original idea, which which you're right is is very hard to to come by. Like when they're when they're trying to remake The Mummy with Tom Cruise and Mm -hmm. stuff like that. I mean uh, that's
3: that's what we were talking about. Like with the IP, it's just like you know, just kind of regurgitating old stuff. And
2: but horror has always been a really good genre for making actually really good independent films. Yeah. Like you can't do that with all the the genres, but with horror you definitely can. That's why again, it's so interesting that we're afraid of things like the dark. I mean, being in the dark is free <laughs> to film. <laughs> You know, like slapping on some some makeup to make a zombie is pretty pretty cost effective, yeah. you know, and you mm-hmm. can get really great stories out of it,
1: yeah, and you know it's kind of made a good point, like um I think what what really draws people into the horror genre is it's simple. the concept of horror is simple, yeah, yeah, and uh you know as simple as you know being afraid of the dark. Mm-hmm. Um, you know it's a very simple concept uh uh fear of dying um you know just fear in general is is pretty easy to 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 come up with and you know over the years of of existence, we've kind of covered so much things that people could be afraid of,
0: yeah.
3: That's why you got to strike it down. Right. You got to put somebody on an island without anything. And, you know, you got to, you know, you got to. And unfortunately, what it comes to is you have to make these really terrible logical leaps to get to some place that actually makes sense. Like, you know, out in the middle of no, it's like, why are we coming out here, grandma? It's like, well, we, have you know, it's like, this is my old, this is where I lived when I was young and there's no phones and no any, you know, it's like taking away all of the things that we have so that you can get back, back down to like, you know, a bump in the night is scary because you don't have, you can't, you don't have your clapper to turn on the lights. So, (laughs) Mm -hmm. you know, you don't have your smart nest to go, Hey, you know turn on the light do i have anybody over there no okay you know
2: i guess that circles back mm-hmm. why like black mirror is successful because it's the very thing we yeah. rely upon betraying us to create interesting situations
1: Hmm. Do, do you guys watch netflix at all yeah. yeah uh have you guys seen the new uh there's a new movie that just got added on there called the platform
3: Oh, no i haven't even uh, heard it
1: um it's it's a foreign film but they put english dubs on it but it was really good my wife didn't really enjoy it but i thought it was really interesting it it, it kind of reminded me of like a saw concept of a movie mm-hmm. and uh basically i'll kind of summarize it a little bit without giving anything away but uh basically like these these people get uh sedated to where they get stuck in a room kind of like Saw and you got two Uh, people in a room and they don't really know what's going on at Well, the one guy doesn't really know what's going on at first but then it kind of comes back to him like why he's there mm -hmm. but but there's levels like and it doesn't really tell you exactly how many levels are in the structure but Mm -hmm. there's like you know over 300 levels of the structure with um, two people on each level And at the very top, um, there's like this big elevator platform that has a bunch of food on it. And it starts from the top and it goes all the way down to where the people at the bottom floor probably aren't going to get food at all. So they Mm -hmm. have to like kill each other, eat each other or whatever. But like they're trying to figure out like, well, we need to rationalize with the people above us to not eat as much, you know, have portions for each people but you know there's people that don't want to listen and mm-hmm. like some of it's a little gross because you know they're just ravaging eating all this food um that you know 100 people above them have been eating on right <laughs> but uh it was an interesting concept and sort of original yeah and uh you know like these people have to go through living in that level for 30 days and then all of a sudden, all the levels get gassed or they move the people to different levels every 30 days with different people. So, you know, it was it was very interesting to, to, you know, I could see them making a series or something out of it just because... Yeah,
3: the psychological aspect yeah. of what kind of person you are at the bottom level versus what kind of person you are at the top level.
0: And, yeah.
1: Yeah, yeah, it's, you know when you make it up to the top, are you going to be nice enough to only eat your portions and, you know, let people below you eat? Yeah. Uh, well, or, you know, enough. Right.
2: We humans are endlessly fascinating. That's for sure.
1: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. There's definitely, uh, things that we haven't touched yet. You know, we're always going to keep evolving in some shape or form. And that's what I think, uh, Space horror is so awesome, is because yeah. that's that's an endless fuel source for material. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and it's kind of like H.P. Uh, Lovecraft, like uh, the fear of the unknown.
0: You know. Oh yeah.
2: Oh yeah. Just they just redid a uh, color out of space. Mm-hmm. And it I mean, congratulations, Nicolas Cage, for making Mandy, <laughs> and and that in the past couple couple of years but yeah. uh i mean that stuff is still relevant
1: oh yeah for sure you know I, I think that's that's really what uh you know like the these these big great staples of uh like edgar allan po hp lovecraft like oh, yeah. why they're still relevant today is because they came up with with uh they hit you know, it yeah, they hit it out of the park, man. Yeah. yeah. They
3: just hit it sometimes, man. You just... It just connects. You know? Um, That's what I'm... You know, you, you, you wish that as somebody who creates things. Yeah. You know, you wish that, you know, everything that you do and everything that you attempt to do is going to connect. But a lot of times you whiff and you miss and stuff. Um. And that stuff gets thrown back into the drawer or whatnot, you know, but you hope that you connect with it and, you know, um, and then like those classic ones, you know, Mary Shelley, it's like you literally, it's out of the park, you know, it's out of this atmosphere, you know, Mm -hmm. some ones it's just, and that's as, as any creator of anything you wish to be that way. But, you know, um, that kind of, Uh, connection is really unique, and sometimes I think it just happens. Like, you know, it's just kind of, you know, like Romero, I don't know if he knew what he was doing with Not a Living Dead or not, but it just Mm -hmm. just clicked. Just snapped. It was like, you know, a home run right off the bat. You know, you didn't even have to watch it.
1: Right. Because, I mean, zombies weren't invented with Romero. I mean, we've had, you know, we had, like, white zombie um what was the other one like uh, revolt of the zombies king of the zombies so i mean the concept has has always been there yeah but it goes
3: he, back to like different you know hoodoo and goes back to you know all kinds of stuff
0: yeah
1: right he he kind of put uh you know his his zombie really um like hit it out of the park you know yeah. his yeah. concept really stuck with people yeah, and you know, I think that's, you know, that's basically why he, uh, was you know got so successful right off the bat.
3: Yeah, I think it's it's, you know, um, you know, I think that that's just it just happens, uh, and you just and you just
1: ride that, and he just yeah. throws, you know, and
2: for better or worse. Yeah,
3: sometimes for better or for <laughs> worse, but yeah.
1: Yeah, you know and then you get you get other big uh names in horror and they come together like Stephen King worked with him.
3: Yeah?
1: Um Dario Argento. Um mm-hmm. you know, I don't know if Lucio Fulci worked with Romero, but I mean he was kind of the Italian competitor. I I don't know if that's the right word, but he was up there with Romero but uh, overseas as far, mm-hmm. you know making uh, zombie, um, New York Ripper, you know I don't know if you guys are familiar with his films, but uh
3: really, to be honest.
1: Yeah, he he uh definitely an interesting character and in, uh his films are, are pretty interesting. Yeah. But you know he he's kind of uh as far as like the horror genre goes, he's kind of a big figure like I would, you know, like I would say, Romero is a big horror figure. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, um, when you get big figures, quote unquote, together and and start making projects, it, it, uh, I don't know, what I'm trying to get at, but we, you know, we we get we get some pretty good stuff coming in.
2: Yeah, I think that's why they're remaking all the Argento stuff at this point. Like, it it holds up and it's scary and it's beautiful.
1: Mm -hmm. Yeah, the imagery, even with the original, uh, the imagery in Suspirio is just so colorful and beautiful looking, and uh, mixing that in with, uh, you know, slasher. tenacities um i mean you know there's more that it wasn't just a slasher's you know he's the father of Jalo films is what mm-hmm. they, they call it and um it's that one's probably his best Jalo film in my opinion
2: <laughs> yeah isn't there another the crystal peacock or something
1: like the the bird in the crystal plumage yeah
2: yeah mm-hmm. and uh
1: he's got you know he's got a few of them um, the sequels of Suspiria, uh, his, the well, there's Inferno, and then mm-hmm. Mothers of Tears, or Mother of Tears, which that mm-hmm. one, yeah, that one wasn't the greatest. <laughs> definitely, that was definitely the sleeper of the trilogy. But yeah, I mean, he he's made some really good ones, um, and. Yeah, I mean, you know, when you have people like that creating genres, that's, you know, that's that's a whole another topic is you know, the the big guys that have actually created genres.
2: Yeah, I don't even know if that's possible anymore.
1: It seems like it's not impossible, but you know, someone will come up with it one day.
2: Yeah, true. That's
1: uh above my pay grade, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> right. Like almost like Mandy I mean that's kind of in the genre in itself. True. Um, you know. Uh, well, Nicholas Cage is in a genre <laughs> in <again>, itself. <so. laughs> the genre of Nick Cage. <laughs> yeah. We'll see. We'll see that in the horror books one day.
3: Exactly. That's right.
1: You got vampires, werewolves, Invisible Man's, Nicholas Cages. <laughs> uh,
3: <laughs> Some are the same. Oh. oh. <laughs>
1: Well, hey, man, and uh, and Emily, um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, is there any anything that you'd like to to say towards the end of as we're closing up the podcast? Yeah, as I mean, far as like you know, anything you guys want to promote, like any where where can we find your guys' work and whatnot?
2: Sure, you can uh, find us on Instagram under the Zombie Game. Uh, and that has links to some of our other stuff, uh, so you can check us out there on Instagram.
3: Yeah, and uh, and just just wanted to thank you for having us on, and uh, we had a great time.
1: Yeah, my pleasure. You know, I would I would love to to talk some more, but uh, I got to uh, take care of my kid pretty soon. <laughs> and, uh, my my wife's with be her
3: a, being a dad.
1: Yeah. But, uh, yeah, I mean, I'd love to have you guys back on at some point and
3: Yeah, it'd be great.
1: And uh, just talk some more horror.
3: Sounds good, brother.
1: So, All right. Well, hey, thanks. Thanks so much. Thank you. That about wraps up episode 16, guys. Thank you all so much for listening. And a big thanks to Dan and Emily for coming on the show today. And talking about their horror zombie novel, The Zombie Game, and I just want to say, just hit 1,000 downloads on the Root Horror Podcast, and uh just want to say thank you all so much for listening, and, and all the support that you've given me so far, It's it's been pretty surreal, so thank you, you know, we, I started this like six months ago, and never would have thought that I would be where I'm at now. So, you know, a big thank you, guys. I really, I really appreciate everything so far. And a big thanks to all my past guests for coming on the show. It's it's been pretty surreal. So, thank you guys so much. Um, the next few episodes, I'm gonna have some more guests on. So, stay tuned for some announcements. And. I'll also stick in some solo episodes in between there, hopefully. So kind of, um, break up the monotony a little bit. And instead of just guess all the time, cause it's, you know, I'm gonna tell you right now, it's not going to be like this all the time or I'm going to have, um, guests nonstop. I mean, there might be some, some times where I won't have guests for a while. So I am just trying to take advantage of, uh, the pandemic while i can while everyone's indoors and are able to to do podcasting so i'm very fortunate on that end of things but uh yeah so keep in mind i will be doing solo episodes as well talking about horror movies or just whatever i want to talk about <laughs> so yeah so thank you all for listening I'm gonna end this on. Stay safe and stay indoors. Wash your hands. All that stuff. Like you've probably been hearing nonstop, but it's the truth. I want you all healthy, and we'll get out. Of- Everything should be back to normal, hopefully soon. We just gotta stay positive. Thank you all so much for listening. I will catch you on the next episode.
0: Listening to the Rude Horror Podcast. If you like this content and would like to hear future episodes, please follow or subscribe. If you dare. <laughs>